Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Well, you know, I uh, Rob did a good job Friday night. Everybody enjoy that? They got to see it and or be here and watch it with us. Uh, it's a good job. And I'm going to read my ninth grade level Bible today since he told everyone the NIV was the ninth grade level Bible. Uh-huh. I still love him. You know what? As much time, as much effort as I spent in school, I should be glad to read ninth grade level. So I'm thankful. Thankful to God for His help. Amen? Amen. Well, I'm going to take off of Brother Moore's lead and start in 3 John 2. You know, I, you know, for me, I can't think of a better person to follow as he follows God. How many believe the sermons he's been preaching, uh, you know, he seeks God to find out what to preach. You know, some, he said, he said it many times that uh, people tell him you ought to speak on this and you ought to do this and you ought to do that. And he said, I don't even do what I want to do, let alone do what you're asking me to do. <laughs> Amen. And so... Um, I do believe with all my heart that he speaks uh, exactly what he feels the Lord is leading him to speak. And you know, it bears witness each series because it uh, takes us to a new level. And and they all uh, stack on top of one another just perfectly. They fit together. And so it's a good thing. Amen? Amen. 3 John 2. This is a verse that I lived in for years and years. And was not receiving any of it. Anybody ever done that? Amen. And had your verse, man, you claimed it every day, and every day it didn't seem like it was happening. Man, I, I had it not happening all, all the way. I'll tell you what, let's look at this one in the King James. I'll go up to a higher reading level. <laughs> I do like that the NIV changes wish to pray. Because that word literally means pray. This is a prayer that John is praying for another, for another people, for another church, if you will. Um, but it's in the Bible, so it was Holy Ghost directed. So this is a prayer that the Lord would pray for us. Yeah. This is the Holy Spirit. And it says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health. Man, what a good prayer. Huh? But you notice how specific he is? Because we need to pray like this. Because sometimes we pray for things for people they can't handle. <laughs> John didn't stop at prospering being held. He said, even as your soul prospers. In other words, I do not want you to prosper any greater than your soul prospers. This is why this verse wasn't working for me. Because I wanted to prosper way ahead of my soul. I wanted my soul to be whatever I wanted to do, when I wanted to do it, how I wanted to do it. Amen? And so, for me, I just cut that last half off. Right? And so, beloved, I pray above all things that's prospering me in hell. So I'd claim it. God wishes for all things that I'd prosper, be in hell. That's a good thing. Huh? And I, you know, I knew all the verses too. You know, all the prosperity verses. I spoke prosperian. Huh? Christianese. Right? I mean, you know, people do this all the time. They, they take the word and, and they begin, they begin confessing it. And confession, as Jody said, is a good thing. But you gotta confess the whole word. And you have to confess the whole word. I don't mean just mouthing it. It means confessing it. Amen? And, and if you're praying this prayer, to pray this prayer for me or anybody else, you know, you're not going to see it happen in your life if your even as isn't working. Amen? And, and, and at that point in my life, you know what? I'll just tell you a story about a guy today. Um, and we, you know, I don't like to use names, so I'll just use his initials. His name was Dave. Right? So we'll just use Dave as an example. <clears throat> Fictional character that you see before you. <clears throat> Glory to God. 
But a lot of years ago, before, a lot, 30 years ago at least, um, I grew up knowing God. I, I grew up knowing God in our house. Um, if you didn't talk about Jesus, you didn't talk to my mom. It's pretty, pretty much, yeah. And, and that, was, that was a good thing. But, it, you know, I had to test out everything. And the one thing I did learn was that God wanted you to prosper. But in my mind, God wanted you to have money. In, in my mind, this was all about money. This was not about what true prosperity is. So, in my mind, after a certain age, I actually quit looking to God and started looking through God. Hmm? You know, I, I, w- I would look through the Scripture to try to get what I wanted on the other side. So this verse represented that for me. Beloved, I wish above all things that you'd prosper and be in health. Well, then I could get... See, because I didn't want to prosper in my soul because I wanted my soul to do everything that I wanted to do. I enjoyed everything. I mean... <laughs> Man, football, baseball, any sport you could put on the TV, go to the, go to the horse races, fish, golf. I mean, if you could do it, I was doing it. And yes, I was doing it on Sunday. During church. Wasn't going to church. Why? Because that's what my soul wanted to do. Did I know God? Yeah, I knew God. But I wanted God... Over here. I wanted God here. I wanted, the, I wanted the benefits of His Word here on me, but Him here. So that I could just go to Him when I needed something. And, and, and not, not, not for life. Not, not, for, not for what I wanted in my life. I already had what I wanted in my life. And if I could get prosperity, money... Man, could I really do all those things to a higher level? Season tickets to the Cardinals. You know, I could, I could do, I could do a, a, a membership at the country club. And I don't have to pay every time I play golf. I can just go. Right? My Sunday mornings would be fixed for life if I could just prosper. <laughs> Amen? And, and this, is what I believed. And this was my late teens, early 20s, and we got married when I was 20 and she was 18, so we got married early. No, we weren't serving God. I don't want to blow your image of me. <laughs> I, know, I know I'm perfect now, but it's, it's taken a few years to get there. <laughs> How many people are more prosperous in the Lord today than you were a year ago? If you are, your soul prospered over this past year. It wasn't your pocketbook that prospered. It was your life. You became more intimate with the Father. You, you, you grabbed hold of more of His love. You began to do and, and, and things came out of you that, that increased the kingdom of God. Amen? If you prospered, it wasn't your wallet that prospered first. That's just a byproduct of prosperity. Amen? It's a complete byproduct of prosperity. Prosperity is, is life. Um, in fact, is when, when he prayed that prayer, if you look that up, uh, beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper in me in health, even as your soul prospers. That word soul, the another word for it, is life. And the very same word life is the same word life in Matthew 6, where he says, take no thought for your life. In other words, quit thinking about yourself. Quit worrying about what's going to happen to Dave. And see, that's why so often we stand at a distance and and we distance ourselves from God because we're concerned that if we just jump in, then our life's not going to be what we wanted it to be. Right? Right? None of you all can... You know, we're talking about this fictional character, Dave. Right? None of you all have to, have to identify. Right? And, and the truth of the matter is, is, no matter how far you walk with God, there's more soul prosperity to have. You're, you're not 
you, you have not prospered to the level that God wants you ever because He'll always take you higher. Amen? But, but it's that part we'll hold back that He can't prosper you in. And of course, at that time in Dave's life, he was holding back everything. I mean, I, I wasn't even willing to go to church, but I wanted prosperity. Man, I was listening to the tapes on prosperity. I had the verses. Go to, go to Psalm 37. Psalm 37. Man, this was one I had down pat. Huh? Yeah. Psalm 37, 1. No, 4, 1. Well, I take, I must have ninth grade typing level. Actually, ninth graders can type way better than me. I'm ta- I was talking to my daughter one time about texting and, and looking away when you text, and she said, I don't have to look away when I text. She looked at, right at me and texted me a whole sentence with no... And I'm like, wow, that's pretty good. And they were trying to take texting rights away from everybody her age and under at that time. I'm like, that will take them away from every, her age and up. Because <laughs> right? yeah, they're like, and they're in their car driving with their knee. Yeah. Hey, whoa, let's stop that. <laughs> Psalm 37, 4. Delight yourself. Man, did I, I, man, delight yourself in the Lord, and He'll give you whatever you want. And that's how I read that verse. You delight yourself, you just be happy that you know the Lord, and He'll just give you whatever you want. Man, did I quote that? Yes, today. Boy, about 26 years old, I, I, I bought a business for nothing. And man, I thought, this is it. And this is what's going to make me prosperous. i got a business now. Amen? I mean, if you own a business, you're prosperous, right? Wrong. I was so far from prosperous that I couldn't even see prosper. I couldn't see poverty. Man, I just wanted to get to poverty. I had to believe God just to get to poverty. It was horrible. <laughs> but man, I'm claiming these verses. I'm del- delight yourself, Lord. And and you know we do these things because we want. I don't know if I thought I could fool God. Right? Anybody ever thought? I mean, you, look, God, I'm listening to a tape today. Huh? That's pretty delightful, isn't it, huh? I'm delighting. Huh? I thought about church two weeks ago. Huh? Oh, I know that person needs help, but I'm, I, got, I got problems. How can I help somebody? I got problems. God's, God is smarter than us and, and trying to fool Him or manipulate Him into doing something is never going to work because His Word is exact. When, when John wrote that in 3 John 2, he, he wrote it exactly how he prayed. He said, Beloved, I want with all my heart for you to have everything you'll ever need and your needs met and you to be successful in your love walk, in your joy, in your peace, in, in, your, in your light, in your salt. I want you to be prosperous. And I want you to have all your needs met according to your soul prosperity. He was really exact because God's Word's exact. You can't have one without the other. It's not possible. It's not that God. It's not like God's saying, "Well, I could do that," but I'm not. He He won't go beyond His word. And he, he, what did He say to the one guy? What What would it profit a man if he gained the whole world and lost what? His soul. So John said, "I I, I want your soul to prosper, because I don't want you to profit to a level but lose out on Jesus Christ. I don't care how much stuff." you think you could have, how many things you think you could do. But you can't do this. Amen? And so, delight yourself in the Lord. That was my mantra. Man, Lord, look at me, delighting myself. I just talked to my brother about delighting himself. He works with me and he's as poor as me now because I pulled him in to be poor. Right? 
Why? Because he's not, he's not prospering in his soul either. Why? Because we're doing the same things together. You know, <laughs> you know, do you know you can work a job, you can work a business 80 hours, you can work it every minute of the day, and you're still not helping God help you. Right? Because because you you can't do these things, and, and you can't quote enough scripture. You know, it, it's not just putting the scripture in you; it's getting it in your heart. It's not memorizing it. It's not just it's not just knowing it. It's knowing it's true. Remember the next verse in that in third in third John says, "I rejoice greatly." What what do you rejoice of? That, is, that they were walking in the truth. What's he saying? That you know the word you're walking in. So every word you know is benefiting you. Every word I knew was giving me no benefit. <laughs> I, could, I could quote, delight yourself in the Lord, and He'll give you the desires of your heart until the cows come home, and I was getting nothing but poorer. It was getting worse. I've got this business drug down so far that bankers are laughing at me. When I go to get a small business loan, they're like, you don't need a small business loan, you need a bankruptcy. That's what they sold. They, they I had one guy laugh. He said, I don't even know, I can't believe you're here. I can't believe you're still open this week. Thank God I did know one thing, if you won't quit. I knew not to quit. I didn't know why I wouldn't quit, but I knew I wasn't going to quit. Right? And I wasn't questioning God. Don't get me. I grew up in a house where you didn't question God. If something wasn't going right, didn't look to God. But I'm fooling myself. I'm fooling myself. I am doing everything I ever wanted to do, right, which had nothing to do with God, and asking God to do everything for me that I wanted Him to do. Right? I wanted Him to do this. Right? It's not about His Word. It's... Where, what, what scripture I told you to go to? Oh, so we read that verse, right? Right, and and, and remember what delight yourself um, in in now that now that I've grown some and I've prospered in my soul, I now know that the word delight doesn't mean to try to make the Lord happy in what you're doing necessarily. It means to be pliable, right? To be soft. It means, in other words. If you'll be pliable to God's plan, if you'll be pliable to what God wants for you, Amen. then you ask what you will, and He'll give you desires. Why? Because now His desires have become your desires. His, His wants have become your wants. His ways have become your ways. So when you begin to pray and look at a situation, you begin to see it the way God sees it, so you ask for what God wants. And remember, these same verses, they all interchange. 1 John 5, where it talks about, um, and this is the confidence that we have, if we pray anything according to His will, if we pray anything according to His desire, according to His desire. You know, a lot of people look at that and they say, His will, His will. And it's His desire. If you pray anything according to the Lord's heart, Amen? Then, then you can expect to receive the petition you ask of Him. Why? Because you prayed according to the heart of the Lord. See, that's what Third John two is saying. If if you want to, I want you to prosper and be in health because your soul's prospering. And as your soul prospers, I know that everything you prosper in is going to benefit you and others in the kingdom of God. Amen. But but it's not just about taking God's Word and saying, well, I've got the Word, I listen to the Word. I listened to tapes every minute that I was in my truck. And I did a job where I was in my truck all the time. And I mean, I had a tape going all the time. Tape, that tells you how long ago it was. It was tapes, too. fact is, that truck never even had a CD player. <laughs> it was old. I couldn't get a new truck. All right? I was just hoping we could pay our bills and live in the house the next day. You know who I never told anything about this? Kim. Never. <laughs> you didn't tell your wife you were in that kind of trouble? No. I mean, sure, she could surely see it. But why would I want her to worry with me? Because we neither one were looking at faith at that point in our lives, right? 
If we were looking at faith, we would have ran to the church first of all. Mm-hmm. Amen? <laughs> yeah, we didn't run to the church. We ran to the tapes and then away from church. You know, we got through Friday. Thank God, we made it through another week, got a paycheck. <laughs> Where should we go? <laughs> where should what should we do? What what game should we watch? What what where should where should we spend any extra money that we have right now and money we don't have? <laughs> right? <laughs> and you know what never came up? Go to church. Never came. Wasn't even a thought in our head. Was it a thought in your head? No. When we woke up on Sunday morning, we woke up to ourselves. Our souls were not prospering. Our souls were backing up. Amen? Well, Dave. That's what I'm talking Now, Dave and Kim, these are other fictional characters. <laughs> yeah, but... But I was quoting the Word, and I'm not understanding. And Lord, I've got Your Word, and it says, if, if I abide in You, and Your Word abide in me, I can ask what I will, and You'll give it to me. It says that in Your Word, Lord. I'm claiming that. And it does say that. But again, you've got to do the whole verse. I couldn't even go to church, let alone abide in Him. <laughs> right? How you abide in God, and you don't even want to go to church? So I had His Word in me, but not, not me and Him. So His word, word, the Word without God has zero power. I heard somebody uh, the other night on, on a TV show, and, and they quoted a scripture like it wasn't in the Bible. And you know what it had? Zero power. Why? Because they didn't know who said it, they didn't know why it was said, and they didn't know the person that said it. They, it wasn't important to them. It wasn't God's word. It was an antidote. It, it, it was. It was. It might as they, they might as well said Confucius said. Right. Well, where I was in my life, I might as well have been saying, "Oh, Christians don't like this, do they?" Because it's not just about confessing the word. It's about confessing the word that you believe. You believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth. You don't, you don't, you know, I confessed verse after verse after verse after verse. In fact, is delight yourself in the Lord. If, if you're, if, if I abide in you and your word abide in me, he meets all my needs according to your riches and glory. He takes pleasure in the prosperity of his people. And, and I'm claiming all these verses and I can't even get to them. Right? <laughs> because they're not available to me. Because the last part of the verse isn't being read. Or in the case of John 15, the first part of the verse isn't being read. Right? Because I wanted God at a distance. Because I'm concerned that if I get God right here with me, if I abide in Him, what's He going to ask me to do? Oh my goodness. I could lose golf on Sunday. Right? Right? I, I could lose sitting around watching TV every night of the week. Oh, my. All those good shows and that edifying programming. Right? And it is stupid what we're trying not to lose. Right? You're trying not to lose the very thing that's holding you back from being truly prosperous. The very thing that God has for you, you're trying not to lose. And we're living this life. And I'm claiming these scriptures. I'm listening to tapes. I mean, I come to a point where, I mean, I'm listening every day. And I'm going home at night. And now I've even shut the TV off because I can't let anything else in my head because all I'm doing is worrying. It's a good thing to do. Don't get me wrong. But I still haven't done what it takes to make that word work in my life. Amen? I still have not committed my life, my soul, to His prosperity. I'm holding on to me. And in doing that, I'm do, uh, go to Matthew 6. In doing that, I'm doing exactly what the Word, what Jesus said not to do. And remember, when, when you talk about abiding in Him, He's saying dwell in me. Stay in me. Remain in in me. In other words, don't go somewhere else. But in, in Matthew 6, in verse 24, 
um, he starts out saying, no man can serve two masters. What's he saying? You can't go through me to get to something else. You have to get to me. And then, and then if you'll read the rest of the chapter. But see, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to get to mammon by fooling God. <laughs> right? God, I, I love you. Oh, love you so much. I know I can't make it to church this week. I know I've not helped one person and pretty much thought about myself every day when I wake up. Because i got problems I really can't think of anybody else. Because i got issues. Why? Well, you're broke. <laughs> the bill collectors are calling every day. They're wanting to know when you're going to pay this bill, and you ain't getting this product until you pay this bill. And you're thinking, well, how am I going to do that job? And you've got a thousand things going on. You don't have time to deal with God. You just need Him to help you. Right. Right. <laughs> That's not soul prosperity. That's not soul prosperity. Soul prosperity. Soul prosperity. Has always has time for God, and it only has one master. You could you could say it like this, Third John two, he said, "Wish above all things that you prosper and be in health, even as you have one master, even as you serve one God." Amen. Even even as you abide in Him, even as you desire what He desires. These are the things that I wasn't getting a hold of. Amen? None of y'all ever been there, right? And the, and the thing is, we look at this and say, oh, yeah, it was a long time ago, and now you're better. You know what? I, got, I, got, I can grow. Yes, I've learned so much, and thank God He brought me out. But I can grow. Did you know that your soul can prosper more and more and more, that there is never going to be a day where you can say, I'm there. This is all God could ever do for me. No. It, as your soul prospers, as you grow in Him, as you become more intimate with the Father, as you become more like Him and one with Him, He's able to speak to you on a level that you can understand. Think about this. If my soul would have been prospering, I could have heard Him. He was saying the whole time, would you stop? Would you quit? But you know what? He's merciful. And you know what? I never heard him say that. What? You never heard? No, I didn't say he didn't say it. I said I never heard him say it. Why? I'm not listening because he's over there. I just want his money over here. <laughs> money, God. Right? And I can go to God, got another hundred. <clears throat> right? I don't, I don't want that. I don't want those two things to come together. That messes with my life. And so, I'm going along, quoting my verses, listening to my tapes, making confessions, and one, one Sunday we say, you know what, it's Easter, Resurrection Sunday. I said, maybe we should go to church. Because, you know, I said, well, we're not going to church any other day of the week, why should we go? Another excuse. <laughs> I was a stupid man, okay? So many years ago. Right? And what's more stupid is I grew up knowing better. You know what? My mom never said, you're doing it wrong, you're messing up, you're stupid, stop it, you're on your way to hell. She never said that. She talked to me about Jesus all the time. She'd plant a seed, walk away. Plant a seed, walk away. Love me, walk away. Love me, walk away. No, no condemnation. And she knew I was stupid. I mean... She'd have been right to say, man, you're stupid. I, I know you know all this. Why are you going there? So anyway, we, we, we get it. And we, we go to church. And man, we get in late. <laughs> it's the worst thing ever. Because in that church, it was a small uh, denominational church. And the only place, it's not like this church where people want to sit in the front row. <laughs> Nobody wants in the front row. And you know who really doesn't want in the front row? Somebody that hasn't been to church in like <laughs> 10 years. <laughs> but we got front row seats. But you, you know what? Nothing major happened in that service that day except this. It opened a door because we were obedient to one thing. We were obedient to one thing. Because when I said, we don't go to the church any other day of the week, why should we go on Resurrection Sunday? 
I knew it was wrong, and I said, no, let's do it. And there was a turn that day. And it wasn't long. We started going back to church a little bit. Business still doing awful. Why? Because you can't just go to church, right? That's no different than listening to your tape in your car. It's one step, and it's a good step. You need to go to church. Why? You need to be around people who are believing God, who are, who are, who are like-minded, and you need to get teaching on, on what to do. You need to hear the goodness of God. You need to hear what God's doing. So you need to go to church. But that's not all you do. Like if you go to church and say, look, God, look at me prosper. You know, he's going to say, yeah, that's good. You prospered that much. This is how much I can get to you right there. He's not saying this is how much I'll give you. He's saying that's all I can get to you. Why? Because I can only prosper you at the same level your soul's prospering. You know, a lot of people say he's withholding. He's not withholding anything. He's prospering you at the same level that your soul's prospering. And you know what? There are areas in your life where your soul's prospering big time. And you're being prospered in those areas. It may not have anything to do with finances, but you're being prospered in those areas. Right? You may have peace coming out your ears. Why? Because you're prospering in the area of peace. You may have joy because you're prospering in the area of joy. You may have, you may have a lot of things in your life and not find it. Why? Because you still can't handle them yet. <laughs> Wow. Okay, I'm going back over here. <laughs> it's, 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 you want to be able to handle God's finances. You want to be able to handle them. I want to be able to handle more than I ever thought I could and then some. Why? Because God's finances in the right hands do the right things. They're kingdom finances. Amen? That's why, that's why He wants your soul to prosper so you're not... He, he, did you get, is there any place where you read Jesus struggling with finances? No. Right? He says, you know, guys, we wanted to go on to Nazareth today, but uh, we just don't have the money. Right? And, or standing up and preaching a message, oh, you got to give. If, I, if you don't give, I can't get to the next place. If I can't get to the next place, I, how am I ever going to get to the cross? i got to finish all this. You need to give, 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 give. No. <laughs> That message is not in the Bible. Why? He never was concerned. Why? He had one master. He had one master. And money wasn't it. Amen? People say, well, yeah, but his whole, he's Jesus. No, he was a man. He could have chased anything he wanted, but he chased God. Amen? He could have, and people say, oh, no, he was Jesus. No, Adam, Adam could have done the right thing too, and he didn't. Jesus was a man just like Adam. And if you don't like that, it's still true, and that's, I'm sorry. But it makes it more greater. It doesn't make him less. He came here with the ability to mess up and never did. He fulfilled the law. That means he walked in love every day of the week, every minute of every day. If you walk in that kind of love, you're a success. I don't care what else you did that day. You succeeded. Amen? Because you can't do that. And, and Jesus doing this, He never talked about finances. In fact, all they ever talked about was Judah stealing from the finances. Must have been enough to steal and still not know it, right? Of course, Jesus knew it. Right? So there must have been plenty. And He was never underfinanced. Why? He had one master. And he wasn't worried about what he was going to eat or what he was going to wear. He was taking no thought for his life. Why? His life was hidden in God. His life was hidden in his Father. Amen? That's where our life is. That's where our soul is. That's where our soul should be. It should abide in him. If you, your life, your soul abides in him and his word abides in your soul. Ask what you will. Why? Because now you've, you've done the first part of the verse. He can trust that in what you're going to ask. Huh? Yeah. 
You, know, you ever ask a kid to make a list? Well, I don't know if they're all the same. But if you ask our kid when she was young or even now, make a list of things we, we could get for you. <laughs> You're getting ready to get a list. She's not going to say, well, I didn't know if you could afford this, so I didn't put it on there. Or I didn't know if this could happen, so I didn't put it on there. She puts it all on there. And not only does she put it on there, she expects it. Why? Because I'm dad. She's mom. This is what they do. You know, I'm not saying God wouldn't want you to grow, but I don't think he'd mind you starting out that way. He's dad. He loves me. He'd get it for me just because of that. Ah, He wants to teach you. If you keep asking for things that you can't handle, he's going to have to say, you know what? I'd love you to have that, but I need you to be here to get it to you. Amen? Remember this. When it, if, in staying in, in Matthew 6, the, the, the 6.33 says, Seek ye first. You know what the word seek means? Desire. Desire. It's one of the words it means. Desire first. Your first desire. I want your first, your most important, the main thing in your life, your biggest desire to be the kingdom of God. And his way of doing and being right. And all these things will be added unto you. Why? Why? Because you're not thinking of all these things then. Right? In other words, when I read this verse back when I wanted prosperity, I was reading it, and so I thought, well, if I just seek God, I can have all these things. (laughs) If you're seeking God, you don't even need the end of the verse because all these things will be added unto you. Right? We're looking at God's part like, Okay, I got to get God to do this. No, God already told you what He'll do. What He's saying is, I need your soul to prosper. I need your desire to be my desire because I'm unwilling to lose you. And I wouldn't give you one thing more if it if it puts your soul in jeopardy of hell. Or even stepping back from me. I'm unwilling to lose what relationship I do have with you. Thank God we never lost the little bitty relationship we ever had. And I'm sure mom spent hours praying about that. Thank God we didn't lose it. And, and we went to that church that day, and we did that one little thing, made that one little step. And the next thing we know, we start going to church a little bit. And then Kim comes home one day, fictional Kim. And she talks to fictional Dave and says, hey, they're having a Bible study. She worked at a grocery store, actually, at that time. She said, my boss is having a Bible study. You want to go? I'm like, no. First of all, I thought it was Monday night when she asked. And, of course, you know what's on Monday night. dun 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 So that's what I'm hearing when she asks, you're going to go to Bible study? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> and I'm like, hmm, no desire whatsoever. No desire whatsoever to go to Bible study. Hmm. Thank God for some pressure. She said, well, just so you know, my boss is having it. I'm like, hmm, business doing bad. You need Kim's job, <laughs> boss having Bible study. Let's go to Bible study. Hmm? Yeah, let's go to Bible study. So we go to Bible study. And remember, I've been putting all this word in me. Now, it's not been working, but I've been putting it in. I've been putting it in. I mean, I, the hours of, of Bible I've been reading and tapes I've been listening to, and, but, you know, I've still got God over there. But all of a sudden, let's go to Bible study, and I make a move, His direction. And as I made that move, His direction, I didn't expect this, didn't ask for it, didn't want it, but they started talking about God and the things of God. 
this was a really denominational Bible study, actually, and I was very not denominational. I was, this is what I've always believed. I mean, didn't want to believe it with God, just wanted to believe it. <laughs> All of a sudden, this word that I've been putting in starts coming out. It starts coming out, and I start talking. I'm like, well, who is this? <laughs> who is this talking? And not only was I talking, people were hearing. It was a small Bible study, and people were hearing. And this little flame went off in my soul. In my soul. Why? Because now this word that I've been putting in had more value. Why? Because somebody else needed it, not just me. I wasn't the only person that needed to know how good God was. Somebody else needed to know how good God was. And, and after that Bible study, we went back to the next week and the next week. And the next thing I know, I'm the teacher of that Bible study. Wow. And the next thing I know, somebody I meet a guy in the church that I'm going to at that time, and he says, you know, I think you would enjoy helping with the youth. And I'm like, nah. Nah, I don't think I'd, I don't think I'd enjoy that at all. I'm, I'm already teaching the Bible study, and that only leaves me four or five nights a week to, for me, for my time, me time. You know, God can't just have all your time. What in the world? But you know what? This guy had something different about him, and I could tell he loved me. And, you know, I said, well, I don't want to, but okay, you know, because you're, you're kind of cool, so I'll hang out with you. So I, and he, he is kind of cool. He's one of my best friends to this day. Thank God for him. Thank God that God put him in front of me that day to give me a hug and say, hey. You know, because there's certain people hug you and you say, ah, other people hug you and you're like, that person loves me. Right? Wow. I could feel the anointing in that hug. Right? And I could feel it when he hugged me. And so I started working with the youth at the church. Wow. Next thing I know, this same guy had another Bible study at his house on another night. So, see, now I've already gone from not going to church to going on Sunday. Now I'm going on Sunday nights and Wednesdays. This is really, and I'm still teaching the Monday night, Tuesday, whatever night it was, Bible study. God's really digging into my time. Right? If you, want, if you want your soul to prosper, God's going to dig into all your time. Every bit of it. And so, I start going to that Bible study. We start going to it. And next thing I know, I'm one of the leaders of that Bible study. Right? We, we're doing this. Well, that same guy, he says, you know, we got this ministry to inner city kids that we do on Saturdays once a month. And then, you know, there's a couple other Saturdays we have to plan and do some other things. And uh, Saturday is golf day. Uh, I don't know if you guys know it, but on Saturday you get up in the morning, you go to the golf course, and you come home at dark. Wayne knows. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I didn't think he was here today. <laughs> and now they're asking me not only to give up my Saturday, but to give it up for kids I don't know from an area I don't know about. Right? I'm like, kids, huh? Youth, I don't know. really big in youth, and now you want me to kids? No, I don't think so. That doesn't sound like anything I would desire to do. What's God actually doing? He's changing my desires. When you put the kingdom of God first... He changes your desires, and your desires become His desires. I fell in love with those kids, I, I, every one of them. And, and, and I, I couldn't wait for that Saturday. And golf basically went out the window. I mean, I used to play a lot. I'm not saying I was good, but I used to play a lot. And it went away. So many of the things in my life became unimportant they didn't, it's, God didn't take them away from me. They became unimportant. What did he say? Seek ye 
first. Make most important my word, my kingdom, my things. And he began to make those things important to me. My, my desires became his desires. And I love these kids. And, and not only did I start teaching these kids, we liked it so much that we said, let's open up a youth division of that and help the inner city youth. And we started doing that. Next thing I know, I got a house full of kids. Why? Because I'm bringing them home. Because I don't, you know, they don't have a place to go. Kim, they can live here, right? And she's, she's like, no. And then she's, she's like, she's like, no. Right? That's where your heart's saying yes and your mouth's saying no. And so we're bringing these kids home. And my life is changing. My life is so different from the day it was when I bought this little business that I almost bankrupted. And what's happening? I'm taking no thought for my life. I'm not even thinking about what I got going on. I'm not thinking about what's happening at work. And God all along is working in my life, and the things are being added unto me. And the business is getting better, and I'm not even knowing why. Why? Because I don't care at this point. If the business goes away and all I have is God, I'm okay. What's happening? I'm prospering in my soul. My soul is coming up to a level to where I don't care what else happens. I know God will take care of me. If that business goes away tomorrow, I'll still have it made. Somehow, some way, He'll take care of me. I wasn't looking to the business. I didn't want stuff so that I could do without God. I wanted more of God. That little fire started becoming a flame. And everything in my life began to surround itself with God. And, and everything I did, um, if somebody said, can you do this on this day? I checked to see which Bible study was going on or which, which youth program or what was I doing at the church? What was I doing in the Bible studies? What was I, how, well, how many of the kids? I got to a place, we'd get up on Sunday morning as early as I could. Why? Because I had to drive all the way across town to pick up as many kids in my pickup as I could possibly load in there and bring them to church. I don't like getting up early. <laughs> but I did then. Why? Because it's all about God. It's all about His kingdom, His work, that I'm delighting myself in the Lord. When we delight ourselves in the Lord, we'll find ourselves doing things we never thought we would and enjoying them like we never thought we would. Because they're all that matters. They're all that matters. Glory to God. And through these Bible studies, I start listening to this guy named Keith Moore. Man, me and Rick, we, we, we started getting a hold of his tapes. He, they'd send us the tape of the month, man. And no more down days. Huh? God loves me. Right? Healing tape. All kinds of stuff. We, we finally called him and asked him, said, we, can we copy these off because we're doing it? So we thought we better ask. Right? We've given thousands away at this point. So should, we should ask, is this okay? Huh? Why? Because the Word was so rich and I saw somebody that was on fire for the kingdom of God at all cost. He's, he's a, why do you think he's where he is today? You think he wouldn't rather be home preaching one message in his church? Rather, Well, he wouldn't. His flesh might have been, but he wouldn't. When you talk about the Word of God with, with Brother Moore, or you just watch him preaching. He lights up. Look at Mrs. Moore. When she preached that message, her light came on. Why? Because they are diligent for the things of God. They, are, they cannot be kept back from them, even if something tries to pull them back a little. And that's the people you become attracted to when you begin to prosper in your soul. Now, when I wasn't prospering in my soul, I was detracted from them. Is that a word? Probably doesn't fit that, but that's where we're going. Right? In other words, who? No, don't listen to them. Right? You might get conviction if you listen to them. Right? I don't need conviction. Right? Conviction, man, next thing you know, you'll be closer to God doing things you don't want to do. You'll miss Friday night football. When, you're not, when your soul's not prospering, all you're thinking about is your soul. 
the least prosperous your soul can be is when you're thinking about it. That's the least prosperous you can be. When, you're, when you give in, in order, in only in order, to get, and don't get me wrong, you can give, and God, and then you can receive. But if all you do, if I gave and gave and gave, all I had, I didn't have much. Why? Because it said you've got to give so that God can bless you. You got to give. It doesn't say that anywhere that you got to give. But in my mind, you got to give for God to bless you. When I didn't got to give anymore, that's when God blessed me. Why? Because that's when I gave my time and my soul prospered. I gave my energy and my soul prospered. I gave my effort and my soul prospered. I gave to the kids. I gave to the Bible studies. I gave to the kingdom, and my soul prospered. And as my soul was prospering, God was fixing this little business that everybody said wouldn't make it. And now it's three stores, and I have nothing to do with it. I haven't had anything to do with it for years. It needed me out of the way. (laughs) Right? It needed me out of the way. It needed me doing what God wanted me to do. When you prosper, the things around you will prosper. The things you're connected to will prosper. You can't try to connect yourself to something to prosper. You, they connect to you to prosper because you're prospering. Amen? God's looking for a peculiar people. Amen? Do I got any peculiar people in here? Look at one last verse. He's looking for a people that will abide in Him, that will seek first the kingdom of God, He's looking for a people that will communicate their faith. He's looking for a people that aren't shy, that will be a light. They'll miss golf. They'll miss football. They'll miss anything that was ever important to their flesh. And don't get me wrong, I watch football still today. I was watching the baseball game last night. And you know what? God didn't take any of that away from me. What He did was He showed me what was really in me. And what He had put in me. What He had ordained for me to do. And as I listen to this Keith Moore and this Phyllis Moore, and then all of a sudden they show up in Branson. I went to the church like a stray cat. Huh? I guarantee it. They needed, actually they needed floor covering. That's what my businesses were. Man, we, I found out who it was. I took care of that file. Never left the church. I took care of that job from beginning to end. I never left that church, and I've still not left that church. Why? Because it's where my soul prospered. Many of the things that God had me do to get here, the Bible studies, I don't do those anymore. Why? Because my soul's prospering here now. This is what he's told me to do. tells me to do a Bible study again sometime, I will. This is where he has me now. My soul prospers by helping the Moors, by loving you guys, by being loved by you guys. My soul prospers in the place that he's put me. You can't prosper unless you're in the place that he puts you. You can't leave that place to do something else and expect to prosper. Right? Even as your soul prospers. Your soul prospers where God puts it. And if you get people who get offended, they leave the church. They leave their place. I'm not saying this church, any church. Then they've stepped out of their place of prosperity. They've stepped out of their wealthy place. And it's not just about being wealthy monetarily. In fact, that's the last thing it's about. It's about being wealthy in love. It's about being wealthy in joy, wealthy in peace, wealthy in fellowship with with children of God that love you and you love them back. You know why he says love one another? Because we need to do it. Our reborn spirits are designed to love. And if you don't do it, you'll be shrinking back. We are built to love one another. We are built to love God. We are built to prosper in our souls. And the more we commit and the more we give... What verse did I tell you to go to? I didn't? Uh, Titus 
2.14. The more we commit to Him, the more we become that person He's looking for. He says, He gave Himself that He might redeem us from all our iniquity and purify unto Himself. What's, what's He saying? I'm going to weed out all those other things. I'm going to take away this, and I'm not take it away. I'm going to weed it out. He doesn't take it away. Right. You quit. That's, That's right. right. Amen. I, did, I didn't. He didn't take golf away. I quit. That's yes. Right. Amen. Why? There were more important things. Right. He, your your value system changes. What? Your priorities change, and God becomes your priority. And when God says, "Do this," you do it. That's soul prosperity. What is that? Pliable. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's pliable. When God say, when you say, "I'm delighting myself in you," Lord he says. I'm being pliable for you, Lord. I know that I could be doing this today, but what do you got? What do you got? That's what I'm going to do. And, and, and He's purifying unto Himself that people. And He calls it a peculiar people. And that doesn't mean we're weird. And it doesn't mean we're spooky. So quit being spooky and weird if you are. Oh, Lord, I'm getting something. Getting something for Dan. Dan, oh, 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 oh. You know what? God wants to say something. He just walk right up and say, Hey, Dan, God wants to tell you this. He loves you, man. Right? I'm not saying the power of God can't come on you and you have some things happen. Don't be spooky. And that's all. I'm not going to go anywhere else with that. Be peculiar. Don't be spooky. Peculiar means you stand out from the crowd. You stand out and you separate. God has separated you. You've separated yourself from those things that hold you back from serving Him best. They hold you back from soul prosperity. You're a peculiar person. You're somebody who would give up anything in your life for everything in His. You're weird. I've had people say, you go to church on what? Friday night? You know how much stuff happens on Friday night? I'm like, no, I don't because I'm in church. <laughs> and I remember when they mentioned Friday night church, I'm lobbying for Thursday night church. I'm lobbying for any other night but Friday night, okay? I'm just saying that Dave's soul needed to prosper. But when you see why God did it, it changes your perspective. Do you know how many of those testimonies she read about these ministers that are able to come on Friday night and be refreshed and be renewed and be built up to go back into their places and that same word that was brought to them is now taken to others? Glory to God on Friday night. People say, well, couldn't God do that on Thursday night? God said, I want to do it on Friday night. Why? Because they don't have anything to do on Saturday. Maybe they don't play golf like I did. A peculiar people. And what makes us peculiar? Where's that verse? One trait makes us peculiar. We are zealous for good works. Good things, the things God asks us to do, light our fire. When God says, go here, you know you're getting ready to do something for the Lord that you wouldn't have had an opportunity to otherwise. You know that everything He... You're not just happy to do it. You, you, he has to hold you back from doing it a day too early. You're zealous for good works. Glory to God. And as we, as we have that zeal, our soul is coming up. It's coming up. It's coming up. And, and, he, and he's gonna, he, you're going to come to a place and say, man, this is great. And God's going to say, hey, would you do this? And you're going to say, ooh, I don't know, God, would I? And then you say, yeah. Yeah, I would, Lord. I would do that. I would give that up because you're not giving anything up for the Lord. Because everything you give up you gain back from Him. And so now, I get to stand here before you guys. Glory to God. I get to minister the Word. I get to minister to people during the week. I get people that love me and I love them back. I get to be a part of a ministry that's going worldwide. And still own a business that's successful and that I don't even have to go look at. 
God's good. And soul prosperity is true prosperity. Stand to your feet. Glory to God. Glory to God. He's helping us. He's helping us. Every day of the week, every moment of the day, I would challenge you. Look at those things that God's asked you to do or things that you felt on your heart that maybe you should get and be a part of. Just like that Bible study. I could have said no. I could have said, you know what? I don't care if it is your boss. Thank God I needed her job. And I didn't. But whatever excuse you've been making for not serving God, and I'm not talking about serving in the church on a team. I'm talking about doing whatever He asks whenever He asks for it to be done. Whatever it is that would keep you back from that, that's what's keeping you from your highest call. And you don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss it. That's what that zeal tells you, that zeal for those good works. It says, you know, I don't know if I can do that, but I don't want to miss it because I know it'll be good. Amen? You got a song? I love the Lord.